0: 640 Bill Carroll We want to go to get an update now from ABC about what happened in Texas over the weekend. See if we have any new information there. I'll tell you the story is just unbelievable that it looks like it's just a traffic cop. All that security they had in the end if a traffic cop had not been there, who knows how many more people may have died if you didn't uh, hear any of the background. You must have heard this on the weekend. Garland, Texas. They were having an event. It was kind of a an exhibit and contest where participants were asked to depict the Prophet Muhammad. And it looks like two suspects drove over a 1,000 miles from Phoenix to attack this facility. Aaron Kotursky from ABC is on the line with me right now. How much can we confirm, Aaron, about who these guys are and what their motive was?
1: Uh, one of them has been identified as an Elton Simpson, an Arizona man, who has previously been the subject of a terror investigation, and uh, he is known as an ISIS sympathizer, and uh, they're scouring now his social media accounts for any sign of premeditation, uh, but it's uh pretty certain that you know this was going to have some security risks this event given you know what it what it was and and what was being depicted and so uh, it seems that Elton Simpson and another man uh came from Arizona uh, to the event with the the intent to uh to, to do harm now uh, officially police are still looking into that possibility and and considering whether this was a terror attack but uh you know at the moment it seems pretty clear
0: Well, it does seem pretty clear, and it seems pretty obvious what their motive was, given, you know, what the the event was about. I mean... uh that's it was not a
1: organized uh, by, a, by uh, a group the Southern Poverty Law Center considers a hate group. So, uh, you know, the, I don't think it was any surprise to the authorities in Texas that there were going to be some security risks. And the group had paid $10,000 to put officers on duty. So it was a sizable contingent of officers. Uh, and police credited uh, the, the one who opened fire on the two suspects who was acting as a security guard with saving lives.
0: A Texas traffic cop is how they're describing it in one media outlet.
1: Uh, I'm not sure he was a, a, a. Maybe he was. They didn't call him that officially, I, but but he did work for the Garland Police Department. They had you know off-duty officers working an extra job as the uh, security detail,
0: doing those pay-duty things that cops do.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, but this is a trained police officer. Still, though, uh, from what we hear, he used just a pistol to bring these guys down, and that they were. They were heavily armed and wearing body armor. Is that right? They
1: had assault rifles uh, and seemingly pre-planned this because they were wearing protective gear. And uh, in the car, they found more ammunition for the assault rifles. They, you know, they were concerned that they, they might have been booby-trapped. And so the bomb squad came out, made several detonations, but ultimately no bombs were, uh, were found.
0: So this cop did an amazing thing, I mean, to take these guys down the way he did. As far as we know, he's the only one who hit them?
1: That's right, and, and there was a ton of uh, SWAT response and other, but it, you know, all of that proved to be, uh, you know, unneeded as uh, it was just the shots from this one security guard, this one officer who took down both suspects.
0: Right. So now the investigation is on to try to figure out who these guys were, how much planning they were doing. Any thought that they could be part of a larger group?
1: Uh, no, not necessarily. Although I suppose it's pretty you know it it's too early to rule anything out but it it seems as if it's uh, what we've seen maybe ISIS sympathizers or, or people who have known uh to, uh to to sympathize with terror groups uh taking it upon themselves to do something there'd been some you know this this event had been well advertised and, and a, uh, a, a a Dutch politician who's on a uh, on an al-Qaeda hit list was scheduled to be the keynote speaker so they, they, they knew that this was going to, uh, to draw the ire of those uh, you know, who you know, have, have sympathies with, with ISIS and other terror groups. And, uh, and, and so that's why they had ramped up the security the way it had.
0: I expect the media is going to put a microscope on uh, this, the one shooter whose name we know, how much they knew about him, how big a threat he was considered, and why he wasn't in custody.
1: Uh, well, uh, he had been at least the subject of a terror investigation in the past, but uh, police said today there there was no indication that they had made were making a direct threat to this particular event or organization, uh, and, and so it's you know unknown whether there or it doesn't seem like I should say that there were any direct threats against the event, you know, other than sort of the general concerns that police had you know given the subject matter.
0: And are we hearing much political reaction to this? It does. It seems like most are kind of staying out of it. it, it, it.
1: Well, you know, I'll let you listen to the politicians. I don't find that very uh, you know, <laughs> illustrative in, in uh, looking at a police investigation. But the No, uh, it usually isn't, is but it
0: just seems like nobody kind of – there's an unusually well, I mean, it, small it, number of people well, weighing in and saying this is part of a bigger problem or
1: free speech. Well, it's tough because – um, it's, it's, uh, the, the group is not one that draws a lot of sympathy. Um, uh, you know, it's a hate group according to the, you know, Southern Poverty Law Center and, and, you know, nothing, uh, you know, n- nothing but that, the, 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 this is not a group that was drawing a whole lot of political support, I think, to begin with. And, uh, and it was just meant to be hateful as opposed to say, uh, the Charlie Hebdo, you know, provocative, you know, nature of the publication. Nonetheless, The nation's largest Muslim group condemned the attack by the two gunmen, uh, you know, saying that bigoted speech cannot be an excuse for violence. And the leaders emphasized the American Muslim community's support for open speech and condemned acts of terrorism.
0: Was there much mainstream media, do you know, even covering this event? It seemed like I'd never heard of the event until all of a sudden it's in the news on the weekend because of the shooting.
1: I think it, it got some attention in Dallas, uh, you know, or Garland, Texas is where it was so in the Dallas area. So I think local press was covering, but I, 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 I don't think it, uh, it drew a whole lot of coverage beyond that. You no. know, what's the cover, you know, uh, uh, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of doubt as to what the subject matter was going to be.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they're trying to make it seem like it was better attended than it probably was more like seventy-five, hundred people, not the 300 as the organizers has been saying on, on the media today. But, uh. Not a big event until this happened. Thanks for giving us the update, Aaron. Okay. all right. Aaron Kotersky, ABC correspondent on the shootings in Garland, Texas. Uh, you know, so far to me, the most interesting part of the story is just this cop who's there off-duty but being paid to be a security guy. You've got ATF. You've got SWAT teams. you got the best of the best there. And this guy brings them down with a pistol. That's a lot of courage. Think of how calm and collected you have to be No matter how good a shot you might be on the shooting range, be able to pull that off in the heat of battle, that's uh, absolutely amazing to me. So David Menzies is with Rebel Media, and he was attending the event. The rest of the media, or much of the media may have stayed away, but he was attending the event, and we're going to get his story from inside the hall, what the event was about, what it was like once the shooting started coming up next. But first, Libby, people are asking me, and I've just sent a picture to Brian. They want to know what our new news anchor, Libby, looks like. So I've taken a picture wait, from wait, my unique perspective. Wait, wait. Did
2: you send the bad one? You sent no, no, the wonky I took another eye one? one? Oh, good. I, I
0: didn't use the wonky eye one. This is just from my... I didn't get up and come. I didn't want to bug you. You were reading the news.
2: Sure, sure.
0: So I took a picture from here. So this is what Libby looks like from where I'm sitting. Okay, this is my perspective exactly. Exactly what I how you're going to look to me each and every day.
2: I hope that's the good side.
0: Well... Put it this way from my perspective, no one could look bad where you're sitting. So, we're going to put it on the line page. So, you can go check it out right now on the line page. Has Brian put it there yet? Well, in the next couple of minutes, I just emailed it to him, so he's going to put it there in the next couple of minutes. All right. So, you know what I'm doing next? KFI AM 640. Bill Carroll, we've got that picture posted right now on our line page. Our new news anchor, Libby, from my perspective.
2: You're making me feel so welcome, Bill. I appreciate it. You're
0: going to have to go to the, you know, you're probably not a line friend of mine yet, so you're going to have to deal with that. I have to do that. Take care of that. Go to your app store. It's free. Go to KFI 640.com. Bill Carroll page is a link there. Get the app, and then you can go see the picture I posted. I can't wait to see a picture of myself. You'll say, this is what I look like from where Bill is sitting right now. Okay, so go check it out. Stop emailing me, because that's it. I'm taking care of it now. All right? Coming up at 1235, the real fight did not happen between the two boxers on Saturday night. No, the real fight was between Jamie Foxx and that organ player. Uh, we're gonna. Did you hear the controversy? Brian's calling it a non troversy The Jamie Foxx controversy from the big fight on the weekend. We'll get into that. and Let you hear it coming up at 12:35. Uh, but first, David Menzies is a, a former newspaper reporter now writes with a new media called TheRebel.com, and David Menzies wanted to be at that event in suburban Dallas. A lot of mainstream media just kind of ignored it. And he was inside and he was taking part in the events, this uh, cartoon Muhammad uh, contest that was going on. And I had a chance to catch up with him a couple of hours ago to find out you know, what, what was it like before the thing happened. Was there any sign of any kind of trouble?
3: Well, I wouldn't say trouble, but, I mean, you know, I showed up about two and a half hours before the event. Every entrance was blocked off by Garland police. They had a couple of um, these uh, temporary observation posts that are like three stories high. Um, the, the police were everywhere vetting everyone. And um, this was the thing. This is why this um, errand was so foolhardy on behalf of the terrorists, uh, Bill. To Because all the entrances to the Curtis Caldwell Center parking lot were blocked off, to get to the conference area, you're talking – maybe about six or seven football fields away. And this is after you get past heavily armed police, you know, including uh, uh, some that were in the whole uh, SWAT regalia. So, you know, I I don't know what they were thinking in terms of uh, the success of their mission, but um, Hey, thank God for the first amendment. And also thank God for the second amendment.
0: Well, and it sounds like from what we hear, somebody just used a handgun to take these guys down, which would have been, an un- unbelievable shooting to be able to succeed because these guys had body armor. Once the shooting started, uh, David, were you still inside? You, hadn't, you, had, att- you had not you hadn't, attempted to leave, right?
3: No, I was still interviewing uh, people, including the winning artist, uh, Bill. And then all of a sudden, um, proverbial hell broke loose, um, pe- people who had left were running back into the conference center, being chased by police, saying, you know, get in, get in we were um, held up in the conference center and then we were moved to a more secure facility, <coughs> pardon me, an adjoining arena. I guess it would be considered a more secure structure than the uh, conference uh, center and it was certainly more embedded in the overall structure itself. And once we were there, uh, you know, people are mulling around, they're, go- they're going, what's happening? As you can imagine, the, the rumor mill is going at uh, work factor nine. But then what happened... And well, hold on, David.
0: It, what is the rumor mill saying? Is it saying there's been a shooting outside?
3: Oh, yeah. And, you know, then it becomes a broken telephone bill, right? Oh, did you you know uh, a bomb went off? You know, the, 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 uh, a police officer was killed. All kinds of misinformation, you know, as you'd expect from people in such a, you know, a broken telephone panic type uh, mode to go into. I
0: guess. And are people that, getting scared?
3: I, I, it was more like um, confusion, Bill, from what I could tell. And I would say, beyond the confusion, anger, that what an affront! That right in the Lone Star State, Texas, United States of America, a free speech conference, something celebrating the First Amendment, and a couple of thugs, you know, don't respond with a letter to the editor or a caricature that of their own, but with bullets. It was just so offensive. And then Bill, what happened? And I, and you know, I'm a Canadian. uh, Was there a problem
0: with uh, the power of the lights going out at one point in time? Yeah, and I never got a clear answer to that.
3: Uh, The arena itself, where we were all seated, um, the lights were out. It was was complete darkness. And um, and then finally, when the lights went on, what we were told by the police is that um, nobody who attended um, the conference who drove there could access their cars and school buses were going to come. And um, a few dozen at a time were led out of the arena and onto school buses. And uh, I would suspect I, I was just at the scene about an hour ago, and it's still locked down. So I'd imagine all those cars are still there. It's being treated as a, an active crime scene, if you will.
0: By the time people got to go home, that they have then good information. I would expect you know you can get to, get on your cell phone and social media, and by then people knew that the that the shooting was over and that the two shooters were were dead.
3: Yes, indeed. And, and one other factor, too, is that um, the bomb squad came in because there was speculation that either the shooters or their car could have been rigged with explosives. And uh, from what I can tell today, um, that was not the case, thank goodness. So, But that was brought in as a, a preemptive step as well. Is there much
0: doubt? You're still in Garland, Texas. Is there m- much doubt there uh, in people's minds about what this is? You keep calling it a terrorist attack. I'm seeing now that... Uh, there's a story, a shooting suspect linked himself to ISIS in tweets. Whether or not they were directly linked or not, they were obviously inspired by it. Is that what people are saying there?
3: Yes. Well, what we're hearing about this fellow, Elton Simpson, a convert to Islam, um, who I believe in 2010 wanted to go to Somalia uh, to get, uh, shall we say, more involved in the cause. And um, what was interesting about that, uh, Bill, is that, um, at the time that happened, um, guess who uh, Care, uh, the Muslim brotherhood back group, was going to bat for this guy, urging uh, people in his community not to speak about him to law enforcement. How do you like those apples?
0: Suggesting that they uh, they were trying to protect them is what
3: you're saying. I- I- indeed, you know, and and once again, um, uh, when it comes to the selective outrage. Uh, over uh, the uh, the war on terror and the various players in it, um, you know, it just seems so slanted on one side to me, uh, Bill, uh, as opposed to the other. And, and I, I, again, you know, um, the way it's being reported, too, um, you know, and words do have meaning, Bill. When I see, you know, headlines and statements, you know, written by uh, journalists and editors calling this an anti-Islam event, no, come on, this was a pro free speech event. And sooner or later, people in Western democracies, including the United States of America, are going to have to come to grips with the fact that when it comes to Islam and the radicals uh, interpretation of Islam, it is simply not compatible with Western values, free speech, the First Amendment. So you're going to have to make a choice where you stand.
0: There you go. David Menzies, a reporter who was at that event in Texas on the weekend. All right, coming up next, Jamie Fox. If you watch the big fight, you'll know that's what's getting all the media buzz because the fight was, well, happened exactly the way everyone expected it to happen. It was kind of it was like kind of a letdown to me, but I was smart enough not to watch it. And you know why? It was somebody on Friday. I was having lunch with someone on Friday, convinced me once and for all. Not to do. It. I was kind of thinking we went out, Sylvia and I had date night, we went out to dinner. Nobody wanted to come with us. That's fine. We had a great time. But I decided one thing somebody said to me changed my mind about watching it, even though we were home in time to do that.
2: I got my mind made up and I can let go. I'm killing
0: every second till it saves my soul. I've been running, I've been running KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll coming up at 1250. A local inventor who has literally reinvented the wheel. How do you reinvent the wheel? It's perfect. Well, no. nope. David Patrick is going to join us coming up at 11.50. So hang in for that. Watch the big fight on the weekend. 11.50, 12.50. We're past 11.50. That's how much I'm enjoying being here with you all. It's going by so fast. Can't believe it's almost over. Our time together is almost over. Did you watch the big fight? I could not I...
2: watch it because there was Tom Brady's face right front and center on that camera the entire time. I just stared at him. Couldn't even watch the punches. They were
0: just crushing on Tom Brady. He was on the
2: third row, right in the center, had a perfect <laughs> tan. He had come from the Kentucky Derby, apparently, earlier that day.
0: That's what you watched? Yes. You paid 100 bucks to look at Tom Brady.
2: Those chiseled cheekbones. Actually, Aaron V. from The Mornings uh, paid 100 bucks, and I was uh, a freeloader.
0: You got well, you've freeloaded a couple of times. You were at my place yep. for dinner. Yeah. Invite the uh, new team member over for dinner, and... Uh, We were eating outside, and I'm happy to say that I may no longer be the whitest member of the Bill Carroll team.
2: we got to have a hot tan competition, Bill.
0: It's a close call, don't you think? Who is more pale? No, but you just got here, though.
2: I'm a bronzed goddess. I don't know what you're talking
0: about. Her picture, from my perspective, is on our line page if you want to go look at it. See, Sylvie already made reservations for dinner for us, and I wish I could remember the name of the restaurant. It was really good. It's in the uh, Disney Theater. You ever been in there? French restaurant? Oh, the food was awesome. It was French, though. I'm like, okay, so when do we eat? That was good for my diet. But they just they give you little samples of everything. Everything was so good. And we tried to invite a couple of friends because someone had given us a couple of gift certificates to try out at this place. And we tried to invite friends. and everybody said, Well, the fight of the century is on. But, of course, it got so delayed because of the cable issues, right, the pay-per-view issues. The head of Time Warner is... Standing in the middle of the ring, go oh, No, you got to wait. You got to wait. We can't. People are trying to buy it. They can't get it. And everyone was on social media. What's going on? So it got delayed and delayed and delayed. We actually had time. We sat. We took our time. Two hours it took to eat. Sylvie and I just sitting talking. No children, no friends. I'm glad none of you came. And I hope you enjoyed your 100 bucks stupid fight. Sounded pretty dull. We got home in time for it to start. But I had lunch with a friend on Friday and he said, you really want to give your money to a guy with a history of domestic violence? I'm like, that's sort of true. I don't follow boxing enough to know, but Floyd May- Mayweather, I seem to remember his name being connected. So then I went online and checked it. You know, I Googled it. And you realize how many incidents he's been involved with. Well, I don't want him to have any of my money. Although there was a temptation to spend 100 bucks just to see a man beat that out of him. You know, I did kind of... You know, this guy who beats up women being beat. But by then, everything I had read about the boxing match was it's not likely to happen. He's the better boxer. He's probably going to win it. And it's probably going to be a defensive battle. He's just going to try not to get hurt. And from what I've read, that's exactly what happened. So I'm glad I went out to dinner with my wife. I'm also glad that I didn't tune in to see Jamie Foxx sing the national anthem. Ladies and gentlemen,
4: we present the national anthem of the United States to lead us. Please welcome to the
0: microphone the multi-talented entertainment superstar, Jamie Fox. Oh, this should be good. He's a good singer, right? He's a big boxing fan. Here we go. pitchy there oh, at
2: Dog. at the twilight last
0: What out of his okay all right. okay man oh man what are you doing first of all some pitch problems going on there i think anyone with an ear could agree on a little, little pitchy dog a little pitchy also that
5: but organ so the hell was that all
0: about well you know that's a sporting event thing it's
5: is that really what goes on all the time? No well, wonder that's I know
0: I know it's a big thing in hockey. You always have an organist. I didn't know it was a boxing thing, too. But, but more than that, why would you take one of the most beautiful pieces of music ever written? First time I heard that when I was a kid, even though I was growing up in Scotland, you get chills, don't you? You get little goosebumps. It's so beautiful. Why do people think they have to decorate it with adding extra notes and little, uh, 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 shut up. Just sing the notes as they were written. It's already going to be great. And if you're going to, uh then you better do it. It sounded like Mariah Carey doing that Christmas song. Remember that last year? Whew, that was terrible. Ouch. It's tough, though. I, I know some professional singers who say singing the anthem at a sporting event is really difficult because you can't really hear yourself, and you hear yourself bouncing back in time yeah, delay. the acoustics it can-
2: must be all off.
0: Yeah, it can really throw your pitch off because you're you get lost and you're hearing yourself from like half a second earlier and well he took his earpiece out right in the beginning. You knew he was already struggling at some yeah. point. See the earpiece should but... help because you're hearing yourself louder in real time. Yeah, but I mean Oof.
2: greatest national anthem I've ever heard in person, Carrie Underwood. She killed it. I was in an NFL playoff game and it was so good, so crystal clear, hit every note, just perfectly presented it. No extra folly roll absolutely gorgeous, perfect anthem.
0: Well, I'm glad we ate at that restaurant, which I remember now is called Patina. I'm glad, and I did not get a free meal. Well, I sort of did because somebody bought a gift certificate for it. But I well, want you to know that's not some media payoff, but really good food. Uh, way better than a boxing match. Coming up next, a local inventor who says he may have unlocked the secret of the universe, and he has reinvented the wheel. Quite literally. Coming up next.
2: KFI AM 640,
0: Bill Carroll, Thompson Espinosa coming up. David Patrick, local guy, thinks he uh, may have done a couple of things. He He's reinvented the wheel, that's for sure. And may have solved the key to the universe while he's at it. Based in Lake Forest in Orange County. And, uh, will you tell me his phone is sounding wonky? I'm starting to wonder if our phone is wonky. Everyone I've talked to. Today, Hello. So,
4: how you doing, David? I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing?
0: Oh, your phone actually sounds okay. There we go. Why did you set out to change the wheel? What's wrong with the wheel? It's perfect. <laughs> it's round. It rolls. It's great.
4: First of all, nobody would set out to do this on purpose, let alone a square wheel. <laughs> It's something that uh, we stumbled into. We were on a completely different path. I don't know if you know, we have a turbine company, and the shape came out of the turbine. And it was at first just funny that it worked because it was a cube that rolled. But then we started finding advantages to it, and here we go. So it happened by accident. And so you were making
0: accident. wheels for what? Roller skates? and.
4: Originally, we started out with a bike wheel, and that was a complete failure. <laughs> because our wheel doesn't like to lean. So then we figured out that the uh, skateboard wheel market was the sweet spot for us, so we entered that one first, and that's where we've had a lot of really great success being a better wheel. And if you want to touch on that a little bit later, I'd be happy to say why it's better.
0: But... I do want to know why it's better, and it's not really square. Can you describe it for us?
4: Um, it is indeed a perfect cube. It is flat on six sides a perfect cube. Really? And it, absolutely and we have it here inside of a cube at the shop for anybody who wants to look Well it
0: doesn't at it. look like it in the pictures I'm looking at is that cuz I'm
4: That's the thing it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a strange duck because although it is a perfect cube it is also a perfect circle it is a perfect hexagon it is a perfect sphere in the individual segments when you look at one of our wheels it's got three segments but each individual segment is a perfect cube perfect circle perfect sphere
0: shape it's and why would this duck. why would this be better than our just a regular round wheel?
4: Well, let's take the application that we're succeeding in right now, which is the skateboard wheels. A traditional wheel that has the exact same width as us is like a steamroller all of that friction touches the ground with our wheel only the points that are touching there's only about a third of the amount of surface area touching even though we have the exact same width i would make it analogous to a man standing with his feet together versus a man standing with his feet apart now less touching would
0: mean less friction so it should move faster
4: exactly and less friction normally translate to less grip And that's where you get the trade-off. Everybody else, if you want a fast wheel, it doesn't have a lot of grip. It's going to be slippery because it's hard. If you want a grippy wheel with a lot of grip, it's notoriously going to be slow because there's a lot of friction. We offer a wheel that has very little footprint, even though it's over a wide area. We have one-third of the amount of footprint touching the ground. But because we have three lips and they undulate, we have better grip than a regular wheel of the same width. We we're that odd duck. We're something that's faster than a traditional wheel, but we have more grip. So and normally this, those are, this, are mutually exclusive.
0: If we're not skateboarders or uh, roller skaters, w- would this work maybe later in cars or buses? or?
4: You know what? Everybody asks about the cars, and I just have a personal I don't want to go there just because going through Department of Transportation and all the different hoops that you have to go through – is a very long, laborious process, especially for something really outside of the box. And I would rather see it adopted as a tread pattern on a traditional sidewall, regular wheel, rather than trying to reinvent the car wheel. I can well, see... David, i got to let
0: you go. It's totally fascinating, and i got a link on my page at dot 640com So you can see uh, the wheel for yourself. Thanks for talking to us. Appreciate it. Thanks
4: a lot, Bill. I appreciate it.
0: David Patrick, Lake Forest, Orange County, has reinvented the wheel.
5: (laughs) That's all great and dandy, but Bill Carroll, I do need to know, is he hot? I mean, let's get to some important issues. Because
0: you want to know if he has money and looks good because he's reinvented the wheel?
5: Yes, exactly. Don't you need someone who's
0: reinvented the engagement ring? (laughs) Wouldn't that be more interesting to you? What's coming up on Thompson Espinosa?
5: We're going to talk about hot bodies. The dad bod. Bill Carroll, ask yourself. If you're a dad, mm-hmm. do you have a dad bod? Do you know what a dad bod is?
0: Sometimes I think I'm more of a pregnant mum bod. But <laughs> you do
5: not. You do not. You're a dad bod. So we're going to get into the social media trend of dad bods that's out there. So we will break it down and explain what that looks like. Uh, we're also going to talk, of course, about the fight. Oh, the fight. I have a little interesting take on all of it um, with Mark. And uh, we're also going to get into this whole rivalry between the East Coast and the West Coast—I love how finally New Yorkers are admitting they want to be Angelinos. That's right. This whole East Coast-West Coast rivalry, this entire time—it's not rivalry;
0: it. it's jealousy.
5: It is jealousy, isn't it? It's Although one more envy. Although I do love New York too. Though. I oh. love New York too, but this—you know—this pompous attitude that generally, you know, I get when I tell people I'm, you know, born and raised in LA. Oh, you're soft. Like, what does that mean? Just 'cause I have great weather? Grew up in great weather, and I didn't grow up like in the snow.
0: Yeah. I've lived in both. I'll take this.
5: Yeah, you sure have. Oh,
0: I'll boy. just go with the job is too, but that's a, that's a whole other story. Thank you, Thompson Espinosa is coming up next. Bill Carroll, KFI AM six forty.